Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Cloud ERP. This special edition podcast is brought to you in partnership with the Let's Talk Data podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Frank McGrory. Today, my guest is Len Harms, Chief Experience Officer at Rising. Len and I are going to have a candid conversation about how Rising's Rise with SAP journey is supporting them in multiple geographies and increasing capabilities as they look to drive efficiencies while expanding their reach. Thank you, Jim. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, certainly. I had started my career in SAP, actually. So back in uh, the late 90s, early 20s, I'm originally from Canada. The accent might give it away occasionally. I can hear it. Yes, I can. Just a little bit. Okay. And uh, so spent, uh, since that time, I've been involved in the SAP space. I joined Rising in 2006 and uh, I've been involved in the organization ever since. Super. Can you tell us a little bit about the driving factors behind your decision to evaluate a new digital core for Rising? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd like to just share a little bit about Rising because it, it helps to frame the answer to this question. So if you look at our organization, the way that uh, we go to market is we go to market by leading expertise. So we have three areas. We have HCM, EAM, and then CI, or consumer industries. And if you look at those three lines of business, those three areas of expertise, we lead with that. And then our geographies are in support. And then we're in three primary geographies. And I mentioned that kind of detail because those the need to be able to lead by line of business and yet support geographies, almost thinking of like a matrix. We needed a solution that was robust enough to support that, that would also allow us to grow and to meet the regulatory requirements that we have in each of our geographies and supporting that LOB first. So that was a big driver in the reason we chose SAP. SAP had the depth of solution in cloud specifically around some of the finance components that we needed to be able to support that kind of matrix of LOB led across three geographies. And speaking of LOB, talk about how business and IT partnered to go through this evaluation and final decision. I'm gonna start right at the beginning. When we first started looking and considering the SAP solution set, uh, one of the things that uh, SAP provides is this scope environment. So you, you actually go online and you go through, here's all the scoping requirements. And at that time, before we even started and we created, we brought in business representation to help us define the scope. So the scope was defined by the business. And what we looked at in our role as IT is we were there to support the business. It's absolutely vital that the business was involved in defining the scope and also in making all the key business decisions as we go forward because they're the ones who have to use it. So IT supporting. Uh, one thing I would even mention further is uh, I, I had really strong support from my whole executive team and that was very critical in, in us being able to be successful in such a broad implementation. It's very, it's, it's always helpful when you have top-down support where were you in the business of looking to achieve or what were you looking to achieve by moving to Esfahana Cloud? What we're looking for is the capability to grow. So our, our legacy environment, if you will, was a collection of many different systems. Uh, they were put together manually and by batch. And what we needed to do is have a single environment where we would have uh, data flowing seamlessly between them, uh, less manual effort, and the ability to add 
capability and growth as we went along. Uh, just recently, we, or I shouldn't say recently, it's not recent anymore, but we have uh, acquired a company by the name of Attune to join our CI portfolio. That added countries and added uh, fashion capability. So we are continuing to look at adding geographies, uh, adding additional capabilities in our system needed to be able to support that growth. Matter of fact, one other comment, Jen, before I go, our program was called Bedrock. And I love it. The name was very intentional. It's a foundation. It's a place that we can grow. So it was meant to be all-encompassing. We're setting in place this foundation so that we can grow organization. Sorry, I promise not to talk too much around you. No, you're perfect. You're perfect. And speaking of Bedrock and the executive buy-in, when you were building your business case, what helped you or what what was what was in there? What did you put in your business case that really did solidify that executive buy-in that you talk about? Yeah, a couple of things. I'm going to highlight two areas here. And, and you're going to hear me refer to our executives because, again, they were they were absolutely uh, paramount to having this move ahead. And I'll, I'll talk about Bill Sarubi, who guides our uh, customer engagement. And what he was looking for was a single view of all customer related activity. No, no more Excel spreadsheets, no more offline. And now you look at him and his team and they drive all of our uh, internal meetings when we're talking around customer engagement, they drive it right off our C4 system. So all offline stuff gone now. The other person I'll highlight again, our CFO, uh, Jeremy Bergen, who was looking to, not even looking, has transformed the finance department. So he and his team went and transformed their organization to support our leading. Again, go back to my matrix of nine, that nine, the three by three. We needed to alter our finance organization to support that LOB lead area. So he transformed the finance organization, the whole team in support, and we needed to bring the system on board to be able to support that transformation. The two are tied together. Excellent. So now let's fast forward into the implementation and the importance that you put on evaluating the system, I'm assuming carried through to the project. How did, talk about how the IT organization and the businesses all worked together during the project to make it a success. Yeah, so uh, I'll talk a little bit about even just the cloud implementation approach. So we did uh, fit to standard. That means we're gonna use the solution as it is out of the box. And so the workshops that we had at the beginning weren't designed, they're fit to standard go through the detail of the scope, confirm it, and then go ahead and implement that and move ahead. So if you go back and you even just look at those workshops, again, business-led, finance and support. So we had representations from each one of our lines of business and uh, finance in our sales area, marketing, all involved and in, uh, helping us make those, not even helping, but making those business decisions again, with IT and support. And then as we moved more into the testing, uh, then IT took a little bit more of a lead in, in preparing the system, getting it ready. While we were doing that, the business was owning the whole data area and making sure that the data was prepared and uh, would be ready once our system was ready. Great. Now moving, you mentioned fit to standard and, and moving to Esperhana Cloud, it streamlined your business processes, but how different are the fit to standard versus where you came from? And, and how much of a change has that been for your users? There were a couple of areas I can highlight where 
it's not so much if you look at the process flow when you you would actually look at the task definition those don't change too much it's how you do them and the fact that they now have dependencies both from what's coming in as a part of the process and what's going out so one of the that i'll mention is our contractor process where we were using multiple excel spreadsheets or smart sheets to get approvals and we used a lot of email and and conversations to get in place now it's all in the system so we have our request our approval, our purchase, our invoice, time entry, all flowing within that system. But it was a change. You know, we had to look at uh, people now had to take on things that they might not have had to do in the past because it could have been done in a previous role. So there was a management of helping people understand where their role might be changing across that particular flow. And so speaking of the workforce, how has the cloud mindset supported the culture of your day-to-day business? Yeah, it's interesting. When you when you look at the cloud, right, and we talk about the cloud as standard, you would you would almost think that it it's contrary to change. And yet it's not. What has been so helpful to us is the fact that when you go standard, it allows you to make change faster because you have a standard approach. And this is where I also believe when you make a commitment to a solution and you're, you've committed to going standard, you can take advantage of the other things around it. So I'm gonna jump a little bit ahead. I know we we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the things that we're doing, but I wanna mention a workshop that I was, or not a workshop, a presentation I was in this morning where oh, yeah, I was watching, ahead. yeah, the, the SAP Cloud ALM. And what I really like about it is it's got a lot of built-in KPIs, things that we're looking for. When I look at, uh, we have to monitor some of our integrations with success factors, with Mark and cloud, make sure everything's flowing right. It will work if you've gone standard. So now I can take this capability, add it in, and because we've gone standard, I can use it almost immediately. If we didn't go standard, I wouldn't be able to use it and I'd have to recreate a lot of that content. So tremendous value in us being able to incorporate change when you stay standard. If you were to be sitting down with a friend who's getting ready to embark on this journey, what would you recommend to them with respect to people change management? Yeah, Jen, your, your question actually leads right to the answer, which is I wish I'd done it earlier. Okay. And, and a little more complete. So if I look at uh, what we did, we spent a lot of time looking at some of the key processes that we knew were going to be changes for organizations. So I mentioned the contractor process. Well, mm-hmm. we knew that was going to be a big one. Uh, there's an area around billing which is a relatively uh, SAP-centric, no, that's the way to put it, but it's it's an area that SAP supports really well that we didn't have in our uh, previous systems. And so that we knew was coming in new. Contractor was something that would now be all-encompassing in the system. And we knew those would be big changes. And so we really focused our change management on a couple of spots. And I wish we had taken a little bit of a broader view and not been just on those, because I think we could have done a a better job on that. The other place getting very specific that I wish we had done better was on the role definitions. So what I'm talking about there is inside of SAP, you have really nicely defined role definitions. And what we could have done a bit better is made that alignment into our job descriptions. And we could have connected those better, and we didn't. I had this conversation with Len back in March of 2022. 
Lynn and I had the chance to reconnect just a few weeks ago so he could update me on how life and the transformation is going at Rising. Let's see what Len has to report back. So Len, now that you've been live for about 18 months, what benefits have you realized? We've realized benefits in two places I can speak to from a standpoint of the numbers, and then I'll, I'll talk about some other areas as well. When we did our original business case, a large part of it and one of the primary drivers was to support the transformation that was going on in our finance department. There was a reorganization and a, a realignment of finance to support the business. And one of the areas that we had in our business case was not only supporting that, but looking for areas of efficiency. And recently I had a chance to speak with our controller and what she shared was that our month end process has been reduced by almost 80%, which is just phenomenal. So you can start to see that we've got the efficiencies that we were looking for from that particular area. The other place that we've had it, which was a little bit interesting, is the integrations. So if you take a look at some of the processes that we have moving across the systems. So for instance, if you uh, consider some of the people aspects, we're using success factors and we're using uh, S4 uh, public cloud. The process of compensation management has also seen uh, an overall reduction in terms of the organizational support and even the involvement of managers like myself. And we've seen close to about a 15% reduction we believe that there's even more to come in that area. And primarily why we've seen that is because the systems are now integrated and the data is entered once, it's really helped from an overall review process. We can trust the data. I was actually talking to our CHRO last night, Amy, and uh, she had just asked for some feedback because we just went through a cycle. When I think back to that, versus even you know pre-system, it was so nice to be able to go to one system and be able to see the data. And if I have a question, I just go there. I, I don't have to send an email to someone to actually get the answer. And so the integrity of the data and the trust around it have been so helpful. A couple of the other areas that uh, we're continuing to see some benefits and we expect to get even more is in some of our processes that also fit that integration area like contractor. So we're reevaluating that and actually looking for more improvement. And the other place that we're continuing to refine is our procurement. And so those are a couple more areas that we expect to see more benefits as, as we continue to mature in our usage. What's next in Rising's journey? We have roughly five things that we're looking at over the course of the year. And uh, I'll categorize one as just workforce management. And I would think of it as almost like a phase two. What we're doing is we're going to be leveraging uh, cloud for projects. And that is going to help us with our resource management. So in the initial project, we found that it was difficult to do resource management at either a monthly or a daily basis. That's how it came out of the box. So we did create a weekly planning application inside of BTP. And that has been really helpful and it helped us support the, the needs of the business in that area. SAP then released Cloud for Projects 
resource management, project management, roughly about five months ago. And so we decided to take a look at that. We did an evaluation and uh, it meets what we have right now in our weekly planning application, plus gives additional capability in some of our reporting. So we are going to take this app that we built in BTP, we're going to decommission it, and we're going to replace it with standard SAP uh, Cloud for Projects or C4P. So that's one initiative, and we should be able to go live on that in August. So there's uh, some other capability that will come along with C4P that we don't currently have, and that's specifically around skills. So we'll be able to take skills that we're entering inside of success factors, and those skills will come along with the person and their availability into the resource management. And so we'll also have skills demanded through the project. So we'll actually be able to link, here's the project and the skills required. Success factors will come along and give us the person and the skills. So that skills matching is something we don't currently have. So I know that uh, our project managers are really looking forward to having that capability. So that that's a fairly significant one. We're also migrating from the two system landscape to the three system landscape, which might, even though it is a technical exercise, it will give additional benefit to us, primarily in the area of being able to do multiple projects at one time. So the 2SL, system had a little bit of a restriction 3sl resolves that the other thing that the 3sl landscape will give us is the capability to add a new country and that is something we've been waiting for because we have a country uh, with operations that we've had to keep on a separate system by going to 3sl we will get a capability to add new countries so we'll be adding the country and then we'll be able to migrate that particular group into our system. And then we will be uh, working completely within the uh, public cloud environment. We'll be able to decommission those other systems, which again, will just make things so much easier for uh, our company because it'll take care of the integration. And then for our IT group, because I won't have to support those multiple systems. The other thing that we'll be doing and I would just categorize this as general refinement, uh, working with our finance team, we're looking to get more efficiencies. So looking at forms of automation and workflow to reduce the redundant steps or, or things where we, we really don't need a person involved. There's very little value add. We wanna be able to automate those. So we're looking at quite a few opportunities to do that. And the other aspect is reporting. So we wanna to continue to uh, add our reporting capability and really improve some of the self-serve functions that already exist. So those are the things that we're working through right now. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, two other places where we're looking at process refinement. So not so much anything to do with adding new capability, but just refinement in our process is around the contractor in procurement. So as I've mentioned in other podcasts and other discussions, it is a journey. And what I really like about the way our company as a whole is viewing this is that we are viewing this as moving forward. And we just keep on moving forward, taking advantage of what we've uh, acquired and implemented and keep on building on it. And I'm really appreciative that our executive team has that approach. It certainly makes it a lot easier for me and then it benefits them. So that commitment is something I see across our organization and again, greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Landy.
Absolutely. And I want to thank uh, everyone for taking the time to, uh, to listen to a piece of our story. Thank you so much. It was great to catch up, and I'm loving all the stories about Rising's transformation. I'm sure we'll check back with you again soon. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Let's Talk Cloud ERP. If you enjoyed this conversation and want to continue in a smaller, more interactive session, I would like to invite you to sign up for a value exploration workshop. This two and a half hour interactive call to action session curated for both IT and business leaders will enable you to interact directly with SAP S4HANA through our SAP S4HANA ERP simulation game. The simulation game will demonstrate how you can have greater control of your business processes by having members of your team from across business functions such as finance, sales, marketing, and procurement work together to showcase the true power of SAP S4HANA. The really cool thing about this game is you get the chance to compete and show your team's full profitability potential against other teams. Check out the show notes to learn more about the value exploration workshop and upcoming dates. Finally, I would like to thank the Let's Talk Data podcast for their partnership. We couldn't do what we do without them. Until next time, I am Jennifer Frank McGrory. Have a great rest of your day.